You're listening to The One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to episode six of The One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petrie from DetroitLions.com. We hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with quarterback Matthew Stafford. And if you are just now joining us on The One Pridecast, we are so happy that you have found us. This is the Lions official podcast where we take you guys closer to the team with player interviews and analyst interviews and a little bit of everything in between. Now that the players are gone for their summer break, we're going to switch things up a bit for the podcast. So over the next month or about five episodes, we're going to be giving you guys player interviews like the ones you're used to but we're also going to be mixing in some interviews with Lions staff and maybe even some fans so you guys might come across some shorter episodes over this offseason period but we are still trying to bring you guys some quality stuff even though there is no football going on right now so as for today's episode don't worry we've still got players for you to hear from so this week Zach Zinner joins us on the podcast to talk about becoming a dad this offseason and about his medical research that he is doing on the side. We also have Sam Martin and Matt Prater joining us for a joint interview that is pretty entertaining. So to kick things off today, we'll take you to my off-season catch-up interview with running back Zach Zenner. Great players are made in the off-season. Parents, prepare your child at the Detroit Lions Summer Football Camps. Select from over 25 locations throughout the state, including camps held at Ford Field and at the Lions Training Facility in Allen Park. Camps are open to boys and girls ages 6 to 14 of all skill levels. Plus, all participants receive two tickets to a Lions preseason game. Visit DetroitLions.com slash summer camps. Joining me now is the guy his teammates know as Doc, the one and only Zach Zinner. Zach, thank you so much for joining us on the One Pridecast. We appreciate it. My pleasure. So uh, we've been talking to the guys just about what they've been up to with their offseason, so why don't you catch us up on yours? Sure. Well, first thing, um, my wife and I had a son February 13th. So oh, that's now, pretty exciting. Yeah. So I've been busy with him. He's now or creeping up on four months here. Uh, aside from that, uh, I've got, I got involved this year in, um, excuse me, not in, with a lab out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, through Sanford Health System, uh, Dr. Weimer's lab. And... I've done a couple things for the lab. Uh, primer, first thing I did was uh, wrote an introduction on a paper that they got coming down. Um, and then I ended up doing another introduction, which was a great exercise for me. It had been a while since I'd written anything. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit different than r- typical writing. You know, everything needs to have a source, and uh, you can't just say really whatever you want. Um, and then also been working with that lab to do some image analysis for them. Uh, before we get into yeah. all of your medical work, yeah. let's start off with becoming a new dad. Tell me what that's been like. Sure. Well, uh, at first it was pretty emotional. I wasn't, ex- not at the moment he was born, but um, strange things were kind of bothering me. Like people were like seeing him before I got to see him with like <laughs> FaceTime type stuff. You know, it was just weird things that typically wouldn't bother me were kind of bothering me. Um, that's the first thing I kind of noticed, but then got over all that stuff. Protective um, dad mode. I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't expect it, but it, it, again, I've kind of passed all that. Now if someone comes over, it's like, uh, they'll say, uh, you know, don't me to hold him. Like, yes, hold it. <laughs> you know? Now fast, you're reaching all fast, the tough parts. Exactly. You know, like, oh, do you want me to feed him? Like, absolutely. Here you go. You can, you can feed him. Um, but over, overall, I mean, it, it is a big change and it, it almost feels like now 
it's only been four months, but it's it's hard to imagine like what I did before he was around. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man, I used to have so much time. Like, what did I do with it? Nothing, apparently. You know, I don't have a lot to show for it. But uh, yeah, so it's been good. We're really enjoying it. And he's overall, he's a great, he's been a great baby. I mean, it, you know, when you, you hear the, the kind of horror stories, he's not one of those. <laughs> so he's great. Were you able to be there when he was born? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, not only was I able to be there, but my mother-in-law was able to be there, oh, which was kind of cool. So she, we were driving to the hospital, uh, it was eight o'clock at night. And while we're driving there, while I'm driving there, um, we have my mother-in-law on the phone, the car phone, and she's driving <laughs> to the airport in Minneapolis. And uh, she got to, somehow she got to the hospital at 11, 45 I think 1145 uh-huh. 1150 and my son was born at 410 so oh wow 410 in the morning so we got to the hospital at 8 he was born at 410 um, but it was good to good for my wife and for me to have my mother-in-law there um, not only for the birth but to help out afterwards she's an OB nurse so she has Perfect. years of experience yeah. with everything. So, yeah. yeah, she was really great. You said that you can't imagine really what life was like before him. So tell me kind of what <laughs> yeah. your connection is is with your new son. Oh, um, well, you know, at first it, it kind of an interesting view, I guess. But I almost feel like you're still like incubating, you know, because he's just eating, sleeping, <laughs> pooping. But then things babies do. Yeah, right. But now uh, as he's in the in really the last month start to really you know recognize us more a lot more social interaction um you can kind of figure out what he thinks is funny you know that sort of <laughs> stuff so the it, the farther it goes uh the more connection you feel i think at first it's like he was a little jaundiced too so he just had a little glow worm in the corner and like you had to feed every four every three hours you know <laughs> yeah he was kind of orangey but um yeah he's good now and you the, the the more the farther it goes along you know just a bit better better connection i'm sure that's yeah. special and your first father's day is this summer as well so that's right that's got to be pretty exciting i know you guys have <laughs> have a lot going on but i can't even imagine going through all of that like your first fatherhood moments and then also working uh in the medical field and oh, oh. by the way being an nfl player so oh. catch me up on on exactly what what uh this work is in the medical field kind of yeah. what uh what area are you working in exactly for sure. people who might not have been following along. so the lab that i'm helping out with is in is involved in a variety of rare diseases but right now they're focusing on um batten disease which is uh, a family of neuronal steroid lipofusinoses which don't know what that big means. words <laughs> big words it's a uh, classified in a variety of different ways uh, one of the classifications is um, storage abnormal or abnormality so these cells will store uh, these this material that's actually fluorescent and then the nerve cells will eventually uh, die off slowly um, and this will there's a variety of different phenotypes but <clears throat> in general it's early death <clears throat> for a lot of, so it's a child it's a rare childhood disease okay should have gone back rare childhood disease <clears throat> where in genetic disease autosomal recessive these kids will get this disease um how many kids i think there's like t- 
10 to 13 kids alive in the world with it right now. Wow. So very rare disease. Um, actually, there's different classifications, like very rare. So I probably, that's probably not correct, but it's rare. Um, and, uh, you know, diagnosis is a little bit tough. You know, they're working on the diagnosis part of it. But once, you know, depending on what type it is, these kids will they'll develop up to about three or four years old totally normal and then it'll start to deteriorate uh, start to lose vision start to lose their motor skills and then it eventually uh, will lead to an early premature death so that's what this lab is working on right now sure what I'm doing for the lab is I'm looking at images that they're taking of cells uh, or brains and analyzing them for different stains so they're staining these slides taking pictures of them and I'm setting up computer I'm using computer programs um, macros things like that to analyze the amount of stain in the image uh, kind of gives you a number off of that and then you can compare is this drug working is this drug not working sure. how does it compare to the wild type how does it compare to phenotype, that sort of thing. So what made you passionate about doing this type of research and even just entering in the medical field in the first place? Well, first, the research part. This offseason, um, I've gotten to know the Sanford Health System pretty well from my time at South Dakota State. And then uh, since being in the NFL, I've done quite a few. Uh, I've been, uh, have a good relationship with them. I've done quite a few things together. Sure. And that's kind of how I got hooked up into this lab. Uh, as far as the medical field in general, I mean, I think I would take it way back. It's kind of nice. I have all these stored answers, you know, for like med school <laughs> interviews and stuff. Right. How'd you get involved in medicine? Well, uh, the first, for, I think for me, it begins uh, with my family. Growing up with my dad working in the healthcare field would bring up different things that he'd heard about, a different study here or different um study on something else you know that and we would talk we'd we talk about those things um also uh, my family deer hunts my dad does mm -hmm. i guess not my family my dad and i did uh, my brother does as well my sisters don't but growing up when you shoot a deer you, you have to field dress the deer which involves taking out the organs and for me, getting to a little bit gruesome, but for me, getting to see that and feel that uh, was awesome. I loved it. And from there, the choices that I made were kind of more science-driven towards anatomy, towards sure. biology, those things. And every time, the farther I went on that track, the more I, th I realized I liked it, and I just kept going. Uh, but to be honest, when I got to college, it's kind of like, we'll pick – Biology, you know, pre-med, that sounds good, and see how it goes. And the more I kept going, it's like, yeah, this is where I want to be. So so you say med school interviews. Like, you have these things stored up for med school interviews. How no, soon I is med school had interview them. Chart? I already interviewed. <laughs> so I had them. These are all things I had to go through, uh, you know, four years ago. So I applied. My application process started in May before my senior year. Of, of football um, so that would have been May 2014 I took my MCAT 
and then throughout that fall I went through the application process uh, which involves primary application which is big which is a large um, and then secondary applications filled out for different schools and then finally on uh, interviews I had received acceptance from the University of South Dakota which I accepted uh, and also uh, I was waitlisted at the University of Nebraska Omaha and I had a couple other interviews but they were too late. I was doing other football stuff. Um, you know, I said, I'm going to South Dakota. Football worked out. You know, I got stuck, made the team. Uh, so I've deferred enrollment uh, for that school. So they will let you do that as long as you need to? Um, no. So <laughs> yes and no. Uh, they're very supportive of me. They have very sure. su- The admissions committee is very supportive of what I'm doing out here. Um, but this year they they have a conditional acceptance. I'll need to retake my MCAT up uh, coming up this next off season. Gotcha. Yeah. So why do you think it's important um, for guys like you to be involved in other career uh, mm-hmm. interests besides just the NFL? I mean, you are actively working on doing research and, and yeah. spending your time there and everything. Why is that important for you? Well, f- for me, it's been a case where you know. I'm working hard, working hard to make the team. I love playing football, but um, recognize at the same time that you don't get to play this game forever, for especially in the NFL, for a variety of reasons. Be it injury, um, you know, you get pushed out for whatever reason, don't make the team. I mean, there's you go down the list uh, of ways you could not be in the NFL anymore. <clears throat> so... With that in mind, you need to have something to do after you're done, <laughs> and this is what interests me. Uh, there's a lot of people that do a lot of neat stuff in the in their off seasons, um, so I think that speaks not only to an NFL player, but even more so to a high schooler or a college athlete who wants to play in the NFL, which was my dream as well. <clears throat> and dis- despite that dream. You can look at the numbers. You know your percentage of making it to the NFL is low, and even if you do make it, if you look at the percentage of your life, you know. So I'm 26. Then, if I were to be done in the next, even if I were to play three more years, I still have like 25 working years ahead of me, <laughs> right? So I mean, for me, I need to I need to do something else. I won't be able to just. I don't know. I don't know. Do whatever. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I go crazy. So uh, I need that something else. And not only will I need that something else on a personal level, but my family will need me to do something else as well um, to support them. So I'm sure that's even more real now that you have. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, They're not cheap. So (laughs) I'm sure. So I want to know who gave you the original nickname, Doc. How did that start? Where did where did that nickname come from? Really, it started when I was training uh, for the Combine. Okay. Um, down at Michael Johnson Performance in Dallas, the head uh, trainer there, Brian Abadie, BA, um, he nicknamed me Doc. But I don't know. I don't think there was a connection between <laughs> Dallas and Detroit. It just happened. And so then Coach Modkins was here. Curtis Modkins was the running back okay. coach. And he is the one that – only call me doc all the time and i think that's kind of how it got rolling 
All right. So yeah. do you ever get called by your first name or yeah. is it just Doc? No, there's yeah, first name, last name, whatever, <laughs> but Doc's thrown in there quite a bit. I like it. Yeah. Well, Zach, we appreciate you joining us here on the One Pridecast and hearing a little bit about your offseason. I uh, hope you are enjoying this uh, break coming up here and get to spend some time uh, with your new son and your wife and um, maybe even get some more research in there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be probably doing a little bit more, um, but primarily getting ready for training camp. Of course. Take a mental break <laughs> and get physically ready to go. All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Tori. Become a Lions season ticket member today and gain access to the most favorable seating locations at Ford Field, exclusive member events, discounts on Lions merchandise, and personalized account service. Secure your seats today. Call 313-262-2222 or visit DetroitLions.com for more information. Well, it was quite the eventful offseason for Zach, that's for sure, and we're glad he joined us to talk about it. Our next guests make up two-thirds of the specialist trio here in Detroit, kicker Matt Prater and punter Sam Martin. Honestly, I didn't say much in this interview because I didn't need to. These two just took it and ran with it, and I would expect absolutely nothing less from them. So here's my interview with Matt and Sam. Get your children more involved by signing them up for Rory's Cub Club. Each Cub Club registration comes with a Cub Club membership kit filled with cool Detroit Lions items, including headphones and a flashlight, plus two tickets to a Lions preseason game. Visit DetroitLions.com slash Cub Club. All right, we have a special edition of the One Pridecast today. This is really special because we have our specialists here, but we're missing one, and I'm disappointed that you guys didn't talk Don Muehlbach into joining us today. Yeah, Muehlbach, um, <clears throat> Muehlbach does as little media and talking as possible. <laughs> he's been like that for 47 years. He's been in the league, so um, we didn't even really bother this time. Uh, I'm disappointed, though, because I feel like if anybody could talk him into it, it would be you guys, and you let me down. That's what you'd think, but it's hard talking that guy in anything nowadays. <laughs> he's set in his ways. He's, he's all about himself these days. He only does what's best for Muehlbach. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is what he gets for not joining us. Uh, he gets talked about here. Exactly. So. Obviously, here on the One Pride cast, uh, we like to catch up on you guys off season. So I'm here with Sam Martin and uh, Matt Prater. So why don't you guys catch me up on uh, what you've been up to this off season? Uh, this off season, I've uh, spent a little time in California and spent the rest of the time in Atlanta. Um, and really, this off season just been working. Obviously, coming off a disappointing season for myself, so I. I spent a little more time early on in the offseason um, working out and kicking. Um, didn't take as much leisure time this year. And then uh, this, cause this summer I'll be heading back to Atlanta. So just a lot of lifting, kicking, and hanging out with Leo. That's about it. Prater's is a little more exciting. He's got, the fa- <laughs> he's got a family. <laughs> I've done uh, a lot of changing diapers. Um, zero vacations because my wife's um, pregnant with our third child, which is going to be born the 11th. Of June. By the time people hear this, yep. they might she might already have yeah. had their baby. So June 11th, having a little girl. So just family time for me. I haven't done much of anything. And then, you know, with a body like this, I have to spend right. a lot of time dieting and in the gym. Yeah. Got to. You know, yeah. So that's all I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's the off season of specialists right there. I'm sure you got some more exciting answers previously, but uh, a whole lot of kicking, lifting, and nothing. <laughs> Well, since you guys spend so much time together, I wanted to ask you um, if either of you could share a fun fact about the other that Ooh. people wouldn't know. Hmm. Young Prater over here is uh, likes <laughs> playing video games. 
<laughs> he plays a lot of video games. Yeah, you know I don't. Yeah, you sure you do. I only did Wait. since my wife went out of town. Played a couple. Okay, times the now. last like three weeks, Prater's been playing uh, a lot of video Fortnite? games. Fortnite, Fortnite guy over here. No, no, uh, my daughter plays that. Prater makes play, a, like old school Call of Duty from 2007 or something <laughs> nice. like that. I, I hate yeah. to say this, I can't believe I'm gonna, but Prater's pretty good on the grill. <laughs> he makes a mean burger and steak. Okay. You're going to give me a nice fact about him? This I, is your I, chance, I, Sam. I, I leaded with, I can't believe I'm going to say this, because <laughs> normally after I eat his burger, I tell him how terrible it was, but really, really deep down, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> now, pray, it, now, what nice fact do you have about me, yeah, man? Yeah, what's your Come fact? He, he did you pretty, uh, he gave you a good one there, so. Come on, man. You got like, a lot of great uh, facts about me. This is your chance to throw him under the bus. I don't know. If he, did, he has if a he, great dog named Leo. <laughs> Everyone, oh, knows, Prater's that. Got Everyone a, knows that. Hey, Prater's got a Beck named. Or <laughs> Prater's got a cat named Beck who really I don't like. He Him beats and Leo, up his dog. They get in fights all the time. You have a cat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a dog this. and a cat. Yeah. Okay. But our, the cat beats up um, Leo when he comes <laughs> over, so Leo's not allowed over at my house anymore. Well, Leo's a lover, which we all know. And Beck's just and Beck is a Beck's fighter. real mean and just likes picking on lovers all the time. <laughs> it's real. I had to pull a claw out of Leo's nose one time. Oh, no. Yeah, Beck's lucky to, to live that rest of that day. <laughs> Maybe Leo's just a wuss. No, he's just a lover, okay? That's what he is. He's a lover. Uh, another another fact about Prate, he's got uh, my car's faster than his. He's got a slow car. <laughs> and he beat, I have to remind him every day. He gets real real upset about it. Oh, well, a fun fact is that my family and I bought a house in his neighborhood, three houses down. Guess what he did right, right after? He moved. He sold his house, and he's leaving the neighborhood. That wow. is That is a fun fact. Yeah. I know. It's been a nice, like, month, though. <laughs> I haven't moved out yet, and it's been real nice. Just walk over to his house. Can't bring Leo, though, because Beck will kill him. And... Uh, have eats all my food eat. and my wife's candy. Who's pregnant? Eats her candy, then leaves. Wow! And then, and then a few times if I'm out of toilet paper, I gotta go over there too. <laughs> yeah. So it's been real convenient in that in that sense. I do get free meals often. You know, Eating I'm just a young bachelor. You know, right across the street, I go to the family house when I need some when I need some TLC and. And then a free when you're meal. done with it, you go back to the bachelor pad. Yeah, but I had to. People, I was getting a lot of interest in my house, and I thought I was gonna sell it really quick, and then people started finding out that Prater lived down the street. <laughs> And it really screwed up me trying to sell it, so I had to drop the price like a lot. And <laughs> finally got it sold, though. <laughs> he did that on purpose. He moved next to you yeah. to make it more difficult it was like for you. Step Brothers movie. Step Brothers, like Prater would be out in his yard, like mowing in his underwear and like stuff like that, and people were just really turned off. <laughs> Is this true? No. <laughs> it would be funny if it was, though. <laughs> So how close are you to Prater's kids? I mean, you're spending so much time over there. He's got another one on the way. Are you going to be Uncle Sam? Yeah, I'm definitely Uncle Sam. I'm actually the godfather of his whole family. <laughs> <laughs> All the bad habits he gets from Uncle Sam. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm real close to the Prater family. I'm pretty much an honorary member. I'm at the dinner table f- at least four nights a week. Four nights a week. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> do you ever contribute anything or do you just eat their food? Uh, no, I don't. I don't contribute much. I just grace him with my presence and eat all their food. That's about it. He did supply the steaks yesterday, or his friend did. Yeah. And you cooked them. Mm-hmm. He cooked them, seasoned them, cooked them. I good. made some. Uh, I put some frozen sh- uh, shrimp in the oven, though. So that was <laughs> well, my good job. It was then he, a real good appetizer. No, but then he forgot about it, so I had to take it out, flip them, which you're supposed to do after eight to ten minutes. It oh, was about fourteen. Didn't so even I know you had to do that. Yeah, <laughs> see? And, then, and then I think I ate them all too. Yeah, yeah. He did. He definitely he eats a lot too. It sounds like you need to teach him a thing or two about. I do eat a lot. That's a fun life. fact about me. 
no, it's grow up the bachelor over here. No, it's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect right now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a new neighbor though at my new place <laughs> to mooch off of. What's your favorite thing that you've taught his kids? Um, I play catch with Pax a lot. He definitely doesn't get that from Matt. <laughs> so he, I think he learned how to throw from me. Um, what does Ava learn from me? Positive. <laughs> uh, Ava really likes cars. And I have a car problem, so she's always in, she's always asking okay. about my cars and stuff. That's fun. That's about it, I think. And Ava's got a little boyfriend that I you know I give her pointers with. Oh, for sure. That's I'm the perfect person for that. Yeah, you want to yeah. go to Uncle Sam. You don't want to go to Dad or Mom. No. Uncle Sam is the go-to for the, in the relationships. Advice. Yeah, I got that unlock. What does Ava think of having another little sister now? She's excited. She's glad it's a girl and not I'm another sure. boy. Because Pax is a 100% boy where he's into anything and everything. Tries beating her up one minute and then gives her a hug and a kiss the next. So, um, yeah, she's ready for a, a little sister for sure. I love the videos um, of Pax like on the sidelines before games where mm-hmm. he'll he'll be kicking and he'll throw, which apparently he learned from you. For sure. He's got an arm and a, and he can kick though. Yeah, yeah I love at, it. At a young age, <laughs> what's, what's funny now is he was um, playing with the grandma and my wife. He was making them get in the football position before he would <laughs> kick the ball to them. And stuff, so it's pretty funny. He's I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a him. golf club in his hand soon. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna take charge of that. He definitely is not getting tips from Prater there either. So right. you're the better golfer. Hands down. Prater, what do you have to say about this? I don't this? golf. You don't golf. <laughs> not even why. Well, don't have time and i don't really feel like or like golfing i've been trying to get him out in the golf course i I should stop trying actually because it's i know every time takes all day i'd rather not do that (laughs) does mule ever have ever get to join in i golf with mule a lot oh yeah you guys golf when mule's family is not in town he hangs out with us but he's been betraying us lately for the quarterbacks and we have been he only hangs out with sam not me he doesn't like me well i think well no, he just betrayed. He wants Mule wants to be, secretly think Mule wants to be a quarterback. He's <laughs> lunch with the quarterbacks. He he'll he'll tell us he's in bed, and then we'll see him out at dinner with the quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, sounds like some secret jealousy uh, happening here. Yeah, well, we put our foot down. Mule Drama. knows what's up. Drama in the specialist room. Yeah, pretty much. Well, he could defend himself, but he chose not to join us yeah, here. So we'll just problem. have to listen in. That's right. And I appreciate you guys uh, coming on the podcast and just hanging out, tell us and telling us a little bit about your off seasons. Um, and uh, enjoy the last few days of your neighborhood before really Sam is. ditches you. We only got about a, le- a week left of it, pal. Yeah. And I'm leaving town this weekend, so so a few a few days. Mm-hmm. We'd have dinner and video games for the next three days for sure. <laughs> yeah, Intense. <perfect. laughs> All right, well, I'll let you guys get to that. Thanks so much again right. for joining me. All right, Thank thanks. You. Make sure you visit DetroitLions.com for the latest in Lions off-season news, analysis, access, and more. Lions insider Tim Twentyman, along with Lions columnist Mike O'Hara, break down every aspect of OTAs and news as football season approaches. DetroitLions.com, your home for everything Detroit Lions. All right, guys, that wraps up our interviews for episode six. Like we did for the first time last week, though, we want to give you guys a trivia question before we go. I'll ask you the trivia question, then you tweet the answer to at Lions, and if you get it right, you can win an autographed Lions item. Congrats, by the way, to last week's winner, Ben Luke, on Twitter. The correct answer to Matthew Stafford's career single-game high rushing yards in college or pro was actually 83 rushing yards when Georgia faced Auburn in 2006. So congrats, Ben Luke, on getting the correct answer to that and winning our first-ever One Pridecast trivia. 
competition. Now, for this week's question, we're theming them around our podcast guests each week, so we're going to have some specialist trivia for you. Here it is. Matt Prater holds the NFL single-season extra point record. How many PATs did he make in that season? Let us know by tweeting at Lions, and you could win. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week.